0: hi Ooh. i came in hot there do you mean like do you mean there's something wrong with the sound or do you mean no, like I... yeah i'm hitting it oh. <laughs> well maybe a bit of both no i just You're came a in a tiger
1: i came in a little bit close to the mic there oh Does that sound good? technique yeah you sound great
0: mm, nice <laughs> so we we saw each other in real life john that's weird that doesn't happen no That was nice. It was. It was very pleasant. And I bought you a pasty. You bought me a little Greg's pasty. You bought me a
1: coffee, to be fair. Well, you know, it swings and roundabouts. Quid pro quo. Yes. Um, Because you've got a fancy new setup with your phone that gives you cash back on things.
0: Yeah. It's not even cash back. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm being incentivized to do something I was going to do anyway um, with the presence of pasties. Yeah. uh yeah yeah it's just um i've moved to uh, basically what's happened is i've moved to an android phone mm-hmm. and um they want to incentivize people to use contactless on the android phone which i was going to do anyway mm-hmm. and um, i get a little entry into a prize draw every time i uh i spend money in other shops um and uh one of the prizes is is a voucher for gregs and i keep winning those yes <laughs> winning at Greg's, winning at life.
1: Wells, yeah, yeah. Board of pasties, board of life. Another slag. <laughs> I haven't had um, one of those in a long while because it, it was a bit of a a bit of a thing where. Um, so I used to work in the jewellery quarter, and Greg's was. Oh,
0: Greg's was the yeah. the only show in town for a while.
1: Uh, well, where we were, we were reasonably lucky in that there was the Tesco. Um, uh, yeah, and there was also a chippy. Uh, which yeah, was actually yeah. open uh, while we
0: were working. So, you know... It, it... it was a chippy with pretensions of being a sandwich bar um, for a while. Really? Mm, mm. Yeah, but no, that's fine. Mm. Yeah, yeah. that's not my recollection, but there they you go. Used to, do, wow. they used to do wraps. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, no, so, uh, you, you, yeah, you came to the jury quarter after I'd gone, so there wasn't a yeah. Tesco when I was there. Aha. There, um, so... <laughs> The jewellery quarter was a was a very, very, very strange place in the early 2000s, which is where we're going to spend a lot of today when I get into follow-up. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was the start of the kind of like loft living revolution that's mm. changed the face of the jewellery quarter by quite a lot. So it still had this kind of um, – most of it was uh, industrial and light industrial Um uh, on the outskirts and in the centre, jewellery retail, and um, and 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 that was it. And a lot of those industrial units had gone into disuse, which is what's allowed them to then become, uh, you know, converted into into fancy flats. And uh, there was there was the big peg there, which was a, a place that had small offices that um, young. Businesses, uh, micro businesses, startups, that sort of thing. And a lot of um, creative industries people could get for cheap rent. And uh, I was one of those people. And, and that that was it. And so um, there was uh, the pub, which was kind of just, just a pub. And there was a, another pub, which was just a pub. There were two closed pubs. And uh, there were two news agents and, um, and the chippy. And that was it. <laughs> And if you went to work on the weekend, well, yeah, I think they'd sold their horse, actually, (laughs) when they were on hard times. If you came to work at the weekend, you had to remember to take everything that you needed with you, um, uh, pick it up in town uh, before you walked across. Because the two news agents had a gentleman's agreement that neither of them would open on the weekend. Oh, wow. Um, Because they were like, look, I want to have my weekend. You want to have your weekend. Oh right! If okay. you open, yeah, people will start using you, yeah. and they will naturally become your customers. And Good if engine. I open, the same thing will happen. It'll be bad for both of us. Let's just not bother coming in. Wow! Um, so yeah, you had to kind of remember to get a little pint of milk and a sandwich on your on your walk <laughs> on your walk across. And then now, when you go across, there's there's the one of the newsagents became Tesco's, um, and it's yeah, it's all it's all kicking off over there. Oh yes. Absolutely. It's it's a very it's a very different place. I think probably mm. the, the city centre of Birmingham has changed a lot in the time I've been here. But um, jewellery quarter is like a a pocket of absolute change and revolution, and it's it's not a bad little place. No, it's I think it's nice, and I think it's what Digbeth wanted to be. Yeah,
1: um, but just just wasn't. Mm. Um, so uh, let us let's let's dive straight into some follow up then on on last week's homework.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much all I want to talk about today, mate. Mm-hmm. To, to be to be frank, yep. um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I haven't, I, I can't pinpoint my uh, oldest website. That's mm-hmm. one thing I have to admit. Yeah, I, it's been really, really hard. Yeah. Um, so what we were supposed to do was to think back through all the projects that we'd done and find a website that we built that was still live, in more or less the form which we built it in. Yeah. We were going to allow some changes. Is that – have I yeah. got the rules right? Yeah, that's 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 bang on. Okay, I failed. Yeah, <laughs> I failed. Um, but I've had an interesting time. Have you? Yeah, I have. Uh, I
1: I tried Googling around for my first ever um, contract uh, – my first ever freelance gigs, and, and they've all – subsequently been either taken over or the sites no longer exist because these were you know small businesses that couldn't afford a lot for web design so um you know uh as as a as a result of that they they no longer exist or they've gone on to bigger and better things um and then i started thinking about some of the professional like actual jobby job work that i that i had um the one that i thought was going to be up um which had been up for many years and, and was one of the the oldest websites I'd built in WordPress. Uh, I think it had been up for about 8 years before it got taken down was a photo project Ooh. that you may remember. Um, um where people uh, walk around and take photos early in the morning.
0: Ah, uh, the, yes, yes, the, the walkie walking around in the morning with mm-hmm. the photos the 3 a.m. eternal so close. project. <laughs> uh 4am project
1: yeah um and that no longer exists which is a which is a real shame because that would have been a, a, a nice example because uh, that that site existed pretty much in its uh in, in its original form for about yeah about eight years wow uh, so well maybe seven years yeah um uh but yeah that one's gone um I'll 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 come clean. Like the the earliest thing I found, and I don't know if it's in the spirit, and I think this may touch on something that you wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. So the earliest thing I found is a blog that no one in my sort of post meeting Birmingham blogging people uh, or social media, no one in that world has ever seen. I don't. I think there's maybe one person I know in real life who actually read one of the posts, if that. Wow. And that's a blog from two thousand and five. Ooh, wow. And it was on Blogger.
0: You're one of those you're one of those early bloggers I've heard about. Well you're right, it you're, was, you're, it was you're already, in the Vanguard there. The no, Vanguard.
1: I mean it was it was already um it was It Okay. If things are being talked about as being fashionable, then that means I'm already late to the party. So <laughs> So I was late to the blogging party. Um but I I got one set up, and there are three blog posts on it, uh, I think, and they are horrible. They are just smug, self-satisfied, 20-year-old, entitled, little dipshit blog posts.
0: Oh, dear. Um, What were they about?
1: Well, the the first one... um, I've still got... um, The remnants of a cold, so I sound awful, sorry. The first one, which is from March the 31st, 2015, sorry, 2005, is called The Beginning. And um, it says, well, everyone's doing it. Yes, I've also got the blogging bug. And do you know what? It's good. I think I'm going to use this just as a way of putting down some thoughts and letting you know what's going on in my life. Yeah, because so many people are curious. Um, and so I, I had an assumed name. Um, and uh, I wrote about uh, I think, oh, yes, I wrote about my trip to Amsterdam and getting stoned with my friend. Um, and so oh, you really was, were 20, weren't you? Yeah, mate. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's
0: uh, that's in show notes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so why do you think this doesn't fit the spirit of the, the challenges? It just because it wasn't a, a, just it wasn't a, a paid bills, yeah. 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 Um, and I think I probably
1: did a little bit of HTML. I think I probably tweaked something, which meant, you know, I because I, I think back in the day with Blogger I think you could I think you could edit the templates. Hmm. Um, so are, you,
0: my... are you of an age where you would have had a
1: MySpace as well? Oh yeah. Um, I was Mm. Um, I had a couple cause I had, there's one that still exists, uh, cause I, I couldn't find the old one cause like part of me, there were some names that I reused and some that I didn't some that I didn't, but, um, there's one that I think still existed even when it got ported over. And so it looks terrible, but yeah, it, it's, um, uh, I'll, I'll pop this into show notes as well. Um. It's uh, it. It looks terrible, but it was basically um, when it was actually set up. It was I was going to be doing music under the the moniker Bad Wolf. Wow, um, this and, is a Doctor Who thing. Or? Yeah, it was, and this was hmm. 2005 as well. Okay, uh, and so a song that I wrote that year, and then subsequently put on my EP last year. I have an EP. Was that was there's an early version of that song on that was on this MySpace page, and I don't think it plays anymore. It it's listed, Um, but I don't think it. Yeah, it doesn't play anymore. So they've obviously um, deleted the MP3, but kept the interface. Uh, So yeah, um, that's that's the best I can do.
0: Wow, what have you got for us, John? Well, in the In terms of answering the actual challenge, um, I, yeah, as I said, it sort of singularly failed. I think I I said last time, um, one of the first projects that I did has only recently gone offline, complete with its latest news from (laughs) 2000. Um, So, you know, that's that's a huge disappointment. But then there's a number of other things where if we'd done this recording any time in the last, well, and it's not any time, sometime, probably uh, anytime, uh, start again, John, get your word out. Um, if we, if we had done this anytime previously to about 2016, there were a number of really, really early things that I could have found. Mm. Um, and, uh, they're just, they're just nowhere now. They're in the wind. Um, so one of the first things that I did that went onto the internet was, um, the, uh, it was then called mediacourses.com mm. uh, which was um so just to put this in, in context you're talking 1999 okay. i think um yeah second year at uni so um 98 to 99 academic academic year um w- uh with a pal at uni we did a project where we um, took a load of quite badly put together and badly written profiles of people who had done the BA Media and Communications at then UCE, where you and I both studied. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so all these p- past graduates we had these profiles of them and we had some headshots of them and my um, pal Dean and I uh, copy edited them um, touched up the photos and worked on them and uh, then put together a what would have then been called a microsite mm-hmm. um, about the alumni of the course mm-hmm. and and um, our lecturer at the time, um, she bought the domain name mediacourses.com because you're talking about a period in time where even a university doesn't really have um, a strategy, a template, an approach that unifies across the university for what websites are and what they look like. Mm-hmm. There isn't really a corporate website to speak of. <clears throat> there, there, there is a uc.ac.uk. Yep. Web website and it's got a little bit of uh, quite vanilla information and it, then it points you to this is how you get a prospectus. Yeah, <laughs> it's sent to you in the post um, uh, on a CD-ROM. Maybe uh, it yes. may have been back then. Uh, musiccourses.com
1: dot You know, I, I may be misremembering, but I do find I do feel like that is familiar.
0: Right, the, we're going to we're going we're gonna to get to something here with this. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, we we'll, we built um, this thing called Where Are They so Now we built the city on rock and roll I'm yeah sorry. we built this thing called where are, where are they now and our, our lecturer had put up a website on media that had some information specifically about studying um on the ba and the ma program we only had one of each mm. uh within the then department of media and communication um uh at uh uce which was a, a sub department of something called biad
1: mm-hmm.
0: which yeah. is the Arts Sc- art and design school yep. um and uh, we did the we did the best project. So ours, uh, where are they now? MicroSite got plugged into her site and it went onto the internet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, for many, many, many years, mediacourses.com stayed as this kind of private little um, frontier town on the internet that the media school had built for itself because the university wasn't quite able to provide them with any marketing information online. And we wanted to be a, uh, Course that was, that was online and, and, and active and things like that. I'm saying we, like I was there at the time. I mm-hmm. graduated and I hadn't come back as a lecturer. Um, and pr- uh, ongoing generations of students beyond that, yourself perhaps included, developed new content and did reskins and redesigns of the material that was there as uh, learning activities and projects. And bits of those students' work went into subsequent live production versions of the site. Mhm. So the reason why you remember it is because you may have done some briefs linked to it. You may have even had one of your designs may have taken over uh well my uh, taken over my design at some point. I remember because I was I was
1: flashing back to this uh last week. Uh, uh yeah. I remember being involved in a site build and I think it was to do with our end of year show. And I remember mm-hmm. getting kicked off the team. <gasps> um and i'm not entirely sure why i think i think it was just that i disagreed with some of the the things they wanted to do and i don't think yeah. i was a jerk about it uh, this is one of those times where i actually don't think it was me being a uh, be, being a pillock but um yeah um i do yeah i do remember sort of um someone saying yeah i, I think we'll i think we'll part ways and and i i'm i connect that with the domain name mediacourses.com. <laughs>
0: It, it, pro- uh, it probably is it was yeah. it was it, like i say it was used um it was used by the school because yeah. the university wasn't able to to provide that facility and do you know what to a certain extent the university still can't um um We are not really supposed to, but we do buy chunks of web space and do things on them Mm -hmm. um, because it's uh, it's the the whole it's easier to ask forgiveness than permission (laughs) kind of thing. You're like, right, I could fill out a lot of forms and this could be kicked around some some committees and some processes. And in two or three months time, uh, one or two months after I needed it, you might say yes or no. Mm -hmm. um, Or I could just kind of go and drop 50 bucks discreetly on a credit card. Yeah. And, and get a virtual server and put the thing on it. Um, so so mediacourses dot com, the content that we put in there, if not the uh, if not the design, that persisted for a very, very, very very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, ongoing generations of students reskinned it, they added newer profiles, but there were a couple of um, real kind of um, keystone alumni stories. That were kept there for a very, very long time, mm. and these are these are names of people who um, are now fairly, you know, they're kind of they 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 be out of the consciousness. But um, you had um, Margarita Taylor, I think her name was, okay, and she was um, a a broadcaster on TV and on radio, and she's kind of like the forgotten. For, I'm just going to have to Google this now to make sure I've got yeah. it right. Two seconds, I'm going off my yeah,
1: – that's fine. Yeah.
0: Well, well, well. Um, uh,
1: John goes off. mic, um, I, f- I, I actually found my university project on the way back ah. machine. So that will be something. Did you to talk about? Yes, I did.
0: So, <sighs> I'm really delighted. So, Margarita Taylor. Um, it was indeed her. Mm-hmm. So she, um, she currently presents. You know, she's she's she is a current uh, mm-hmm. radio presenter. Um, Smooth radio and classic FM. Ah, okay. Smooth. Um, but specifically at the time when we did this, she was actually uh, Dermot O'Leary's co-host on T4. Oh, wow. So she was like a proper, uh, you know, top tier um, face. Mm-hmm. Um, as I think Eddie Azad said, it may- maybe she wasn't a household name, maybe she was a garden shed name. <laughs> <laughs> but, she was, but she was there. Yeah. Uh, so like people like her stuck around within the content for a long, long, long time, mm. whereas other people who were um, already kind of behind the scenes, impressive, but behind the scenes people. Um, it's kind of like, well, it's uh, 10 years later. Do we really need to have an assistant producer from the BBC from 10 years ago or we can have an assistant producer from the BBC from this year? Um, and that content got, got replugged in. Mm-hmm. But eventually, eventually the university's um, strategies and approaches to um, how content goes into websites has meant that all of that material has now gone. And that's fairly recent mm-hmm. um, because they, they obviously have uh, over time taken a really quite um, broad view of what the website should look like. And they've set up a series of content buckets mm-hmm. and uh, then a marketing person has filled those content buckets and uh, the where are they now website doesn't, doesn't fit into it. So that bit has gone and MediaCourses.com still maps to our section of the um bcu website but MediaCourses.com as a website doesn't exist Mm -hmm. now either um and i guess a lot of the projects that we we were talking about um that we can't find they are either as you say companies that have disbanded or they'll have similar stories of over time needs changing and also over time processes catching up Mm. that I a lot, a lot of stuff. And a lot of my early work was done within the university. So the very first website, which I did do, um, that was well, actually the very first website I did was for a research team within the university that I can't even find a mention of on the internet. Oh, wow. Um, but that was live on a BCU server for a uh, UC then, mm-hmm. uh, server for a long, 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 long time. That's long gone. The first paid bit of work that I did, which was a contract I had at the end of uni was for a department of, the university you can find they do leave quite a long google footprint mm-hmm. um but that website's disappeared and it, this is again another one where i knew where it was mm-hmm. because although it had been unhooked from the front end of the website um google had it mm-hmm. they still had it, they had their claws into it okay and uh there was still a directory hidden away on uh, a subdomain of a subdomain of a an old forgotten server that I could access until about 18 months ago. And somebody ah. is subsequently kind of, I don't know if it's a change of provider. Therefore a lot of legacy stuff just got left or if someone has just gone through and actually done an audit or if there's been some re-engineering or something, but, um, at all the places where I used to be able to find things, mm-hmm. they are gone, they are gone, they are okay. gone, they are gone. So, um, that's a long way around of saying the first few websites that I did on there. But then the other thing, which I mentioned to you, was a number of small operations that I worked for on freelance gigs. Um, after that first project for the university, they still have websites, but nothing of what I did was left there. And this is yeah. the other. This is the other interesting thing is that there's um, in two thousand. If you had a dental surgery, if you had what would now be called a boutique website, but uh, not website boutique hotel, uh, but back then was just called a cheap hotel. Hmm. Um, uh, if you had these sorts of businesses and you wanted a website, you would find um, a young person like like me and say, "Build me a website," yep. and you give them a few hundred quid, and then you get a web page. Yeah. Um, the more the way that the web industry has moved since then is that. There are specialist companies that have turned out their own, um, possibly their own CMS, possibly they're using WordPress, uh, but their own set of templates um, and their own set of uh, little back end tools that will do specific things that you need to do in the modern day. Mm-hmm. And there are companies who are like, we are the company that does dental websites. Yes. We are the company that does. Independent boutique hotel websites. Yes. And they have just kind of moved into those sectors and just gone around all those agent all those types Hammer of those verticals. Yeah, yeah. Um and that was really interesting to see that a lot of my legacy sites have moved onto those sorts of uh platforms where they're where they're paying somebody probably what they used to pay for hosting to essentially rent their website. Okay. And it, and it will give them some some functionality which wouldn't have been part of the conversation 17 years ago 18 years ago yes they wouldn't have been saying oh people need to be able to view their patient record and book an appointment they just wanted people to be able to find their phone number yeah. um, so uh, those yeah those websites will will rent them those companies will rent them the website. And there will be a bit of software in there. That'll be a bit of patient management software, yeah. or a bit of booking management software for the boutique hotels. Um, and you know, broadly speaking, I think that's probably a, a, that's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. Shows the maturity of the web industry. Yes, um, it shows that that because the, the sorts of people who are going to be buying those products, they probably don't have um, a lot of time. They've probably got a lot of calls on their time because mm-hmm. you know, if you're managing your own independent hotel, you are probably ordering food and making sure people are there to clean the beds and doing the front of house and hiring all the staff and doing all the consultations about weddings and all okay. those other things. So you're going to want to have a nice simplified tool set for your website to do, those, to do those things. So I think, you know, broadly speaking, that's all that's all good and positive in a way. Yeah. No,
1: I mean, just as long as um, no one does that for podcasts, we'll be fine.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I mean that is essentially what what I do. Yeah. Uh, it is it's, it's, a, it's a it's a rental, it's a rental website. Um yeah. Well, so I alluded to this um a few minutes ago. Uh but thanks to the wayback machine because you yes. know the, the domain name for this thing expired um and it would have been hosted on then I think UCE servers. Uh, I don't think I would have self-hosted this yet. Um but my Practical, the big practical project, which was a group wow. project, uh, was a thing called The Sound House. Okay. And this was a sort of prototype. I'm, I'm going to be that guy. It was a sort of prototype podcasting um, idea. Mm-hmm. It was on-demand audio programs, but, you know, made like radio shows. Uh, wow. But you could download them. And uh, in for, for reasons best known to myself, <laughs> They were Windows Media audio files, and uh, the advice on the website says you'll need an audio player like Real Player or Winamp to play them. Um, I still have the uh, somewhere. I think I've got a Dropbox folder called Old Shit. Oh no, I have a Dropbox folder called BA Media and Communication, which is the uh, oh. the course, and and so I think I think my dissertations on there, um, but also. Is technically, I mean, technically, this is not my property. This is the property of the university, um, but I did the work, so I don't uh, find that legitimate. That's fine.
0: Um, yeah, we no, nobody. Yeah, anyway, there's there's there's, yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a misunderstanding. <laughs> there's a misunderstanding about the copyright clauses on on the university. Yeah. The university has a right to your dissertation and project in the same way that facebook has the rights to your photos <laughs> yes that
1: makes sense. anyway anyway yeah. that's inside no,
0: that's, baseball that's yeah <laughs> um
1: so somewhere it's obviously not on my machine i'm hoping i've still got it. i'm hoping it's on and i've just not synced the the folders um but i've got the windows media audio files for the um for the for the project. Um but the website actually exists thanks to the Wayback Machine. Oh yes, thank God. Oh, I have got it. It's it is in my folder called Old Shit. Um uh, yeah, so uh actually some of the images remain. Uh, and because this was built when it was built, which was 2004, um, there's very little or no CSS. So it's all tables. So the actual structure of the website remains um, right. because it's baked into the HTML. So you don't have to worry about the Wayback Machine having to download the CSS. Yeah. Um,
0: and so, so I, I had a problem trying to find any of my stuff on the Wayback Machine mm-hmm. because of because of links to images and CSS yeah. and stuff that just weren't there. So there wasn't anything usable for me to present you. Yeah. So, um, is there a way of retrieving that stuff? Is it that they've got it, but they just don't maintain the link structure, or is it gone? What your
1: stuff? Yeah, um, yeah. So, do they
0: just get the HTML and that's that? No, I think I, I think it depends.
1: I think some places will get CSS, um, okay. and some places will get images, and some won't, and it may depend on. I don't know what it what what the rules are as as to why because there are some pages on this thing that have got images and there mm. are some that haven't and there are some in which some bits of javascript work um and there are bits that where they don't so um I, yeah I don't know what the rules are uh, mm. in 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 how it um, how it archives them but um yeah it was it's it's kind of lovely to see this uh so yeah I I I produced I think 3 shows for this project and uh my one of my university colleagues did the website um and I think he might have made a show I can't remember uh but yeah and and one of them was was quite ambitious I had um it was it was a, I'm just looking at the page now it was a show called The Project and it was basically a a worthy um like you know what the the, the student's idea of a pop idol so like um, this is real. Yeah. This is, this is independent artists. Um, there's no, there's no money. There's no fame or glory. Yeah. Um, but you can, uh, you can showcase your music. I mean, it's the kind of stuff now that we go, no, that's not an okay thing to do. <laughs> it's the kind of stuff that we actually go now. Like, no, giving people quote unquote exposure for using their work for free is not okay. Mm. Um, but that was, that was the thing at the time. And it, you know, like I actually pulled it off and I'm kind of surprised that I did. Um, I got three bands to come in and pre-record an interview, and then record two songs, um, and then I stitched it all together and made it sound like a live show. And, nice. Uh, I recorded the show as live, so I, I you know, I, I went in to the studio for two hours or whatever it was longer than that because i i fucked up the first time so i decided to start again um but i you know i hit record and then did the entire show uh and and then just played in the bits um and uh yeah it was um it was really it was it was real fun and i do on occasion i do listen back i mean i've got some of my um some of my uh, stuff that wasn't part of the like the main assessment um i got a i've got a project in my in my old shit folder that is um I got marked really low for it, but I was really pleased with it uh, because the the guy marking it thought that everything in it was staged. It was like a soundscape using sounds from the office, oh, wow. uh, which I recorded because I had a job at the time. So I recorded it at my job and just went round with a mini disc recorder. God, I miss minidisc and mm. um, just recorded things like, um, well, there was a guy who coughed and he said that cough was staged and it wasn't. It was just a guy coughing. Um and then there's, you know, sounds of uh, printers and machines spinning up and it was all put in uh, to like a rhythm. So lovely. It's, it's not. It sounds really bad. Um, there's another one which is hilarious, which is a documentary I did on hacking. And um, for some reason, uh, I seem to adopt this kind of voice when I'm presenting the programme. And there are lots of allusions to the Matrix and there are lots of clips of the Matrix uh, because it's about hacking. Um, but yeah, this was my journalistic voice. Uh, and I don't understand why it was really
0: bad. You do sound like you're you're reporting on an unfortunate fire that's happened <laughs> in the local in the, in the, in the local area. <laughs> As well, the I, I just believe, fire. The, the fire started in the kitchen where a chip pan <laughs> was left unattended. Three people were taken to the hospital suffering from smoke inhalation. Mark Stedman, now... Small Heath. Back to you in the studio. Um...
1: But yeah, it's it's lovely to listen back to those every now and again, and just go, "Good lord!" Um, but yeah, so like that's one of the oldest things, and and we we had one that that even predated that. We we set up a radio station. Um, I think that might have been six months prior to this, which was part mm-hmm. of a project uh, in year two called E Wire. E Wire, uh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if you, this is a thing you remember, um, but uh, Professor Tim Wall would mm-hmm. run a week long radio
0: station module i'm gonna i'm gonna have to plug something now oh which is that the the third years are currently doing their two weeks uh oh, wow. live radio st- live radio station i will uh i will g- I get a link for you yeah. I'm gonna go you, you talk and I'll get yeah. the link. All right, you get the link. I'll talk. Um and I don't know if it was new
1: at the time. It probably was, fairly new, but it was um it was gonna be an internet radio station. <coughs> so I, I suspect that what may have happened in previous years at some point is there would have been some sort of closed circuit license or a limited license or whatever um that that people would have run but we did it all online so uh, you know that was collaborating with uh, one of the techies who was exactly the it guy from the office that was exactly who he was and i remember his name but i won't tell you because that may be mean
0: um, i know who you
1: mean <laughs> mm-hmm. um and uh yeah and and so we we got all that set up and it ran on i think shoutcast or something like that uh and and we broadcast for broadcasted for uh a a week and uh we yeah we we designed everything designed the uh, i designed the website i built the website i nearly didn't get the website built in time and i was in trouble um because i wasn't always the best student, not because I didn't care, but just because I was scatterbrained. And uh, so ewire.com was the... I think it was .com, but we probably couldn't have got the .com at the time. I can't remember what what domain we had, but we had something. And so ewire was the, the name of the radio station, and we did all the jingles, and we, you know, I I did a couple of shows, and they weren't very good, and it was loads and loads of fun running a radio station for a week. It was ace. So cool.
0: So, yeah, yeah, no, I, um, I always wished that I'd done more radio because the radio live radio station and stuff does look good. They do they they do it every year. Was it the second year when you did it? Mm, okay, yeah. I think. Well, I, I might be wrong. Maybe, maybe it was in the third year. Um, but it's for the yeah. love la- Certainly for the last ten years since I've been back at the uni, it's it's always been the third year. To have done it between semesters. And oh wow! I know. Oh, ours, ours was definitely
1: in. It was at the end of the – I think it was at the end of a semester. It was mm-hmm. definitely in term time, I'm, I'm sure of that. Um, but, yes, it would have been third year because I, I decided in my third year, for whatever reason, I'm sure it it, it was a good reason, but it, um, while there was lots and lots of work on and it was all a little bit, you know, stressful, um, I decided to live with my aunt who, uh, for, for like the three days in, in the middle of the week, um, who lived much, much closer to the uni. Because oh, right. otherwise it was you know an hour and a about an hour and twenty an hour and a half to get to uni and and to get back, oh. whereas it was you know fifteen twenty minutes on the bus um oh. to get to my aunt's and so i I stayed there for most of the um certainly yeah the 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 latter part of of that year um because it just yeah it ended up being um a lot um a lot easier on the brain, um, and I had a lot more day. And I, I remember having loads of fun. And what was really cool is, I, I never had much patience with kids. But my, um, my aunt had just had a, just had a, a boy, and um, living with him as he was growing up, as he was, you know, a, a wow, well, he was toddler at the, at the time. I actually just got better at dealing with kids and tolerating them, and it was really nice for that. So yeah. Nice. Ah, mm. oh, memories.
0: There's um <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's um it, it is it is a great module that they have with this live studio yeah. um on, on it. They, they they started broadcasting yesterday. Um oh, wow. there's there are there are journalists from postgraduate and undergraduate doing actual proper broadcast news
1: mm-hmm.
0: where they are they are sourcing the stories. And um, putting together bulletins and then feeding them into the guys who are doing uh, the, the shows, which mm-hmm. is, I think is is really really good. That's um, that's the sort of thing that uh, a linked up school of media should be doing. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reload Radio is this year's identity. Reload so Radio. The students every every year have to come up with a theme for their station and they yeah. have to brand their station and they have to k- kind of build the whole story of what the station means and what it does and who mm-hmm. it serves from scratch. So they've. Um, There've been some really uh, well, There's been a huge diversity of things that they've that they've done and ways in which they've done it. Um- and if you, uh, if you are in the Parkside building, um, which is where all of our broadcast facilities are, um, you should pop into the radio studios because there's a big board with all the old station idents on it. Mm. And you might be able to, you might be able to find your, your own one up there. And there's oh, some, wow. there's some pictures of third year groups over the years doing it both at Perry Bar and in, and, and in the city centre. And I think that's, that's one of the nicest kind of like ongoing legacies that gets handed on year, year on year on year to, to another generation of students yeah, um, you know, in the way that the where are they now website used to. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I've got to say that I really like the branding of the Reload Radio this year. So mm. it looks nice. Um, I've, I've not listened yet though. So I'll, I'll have a listen later and sort of, because obviously the brand is more than just the logo. I'm talking about the logo when I say, mm-hmm. so the brand there and being lazy and bad. Um, oh, so yeah. yeah. yeah so what, what, what were we saying? How did we get into this? oh yeah. yeah you were saying oh, you you found you found the website for yours that's cool yeah um so yeah i, I, I well i
1: found it for, for the practical project which is what we did uh later in the year that was you mm. know that alongside the the dissertation were the big two things that we were getting uh you know that were part of our um our final uh final grade uh final degree yes and um I did, you know, predictably much better on the practical than I did on the uh, on the written work. Um, you know, came out with a two-one, so that's all right. Um, that's cool. But in terms of my practical, I think it was, I think it was, a w I think it was a first. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I, I I had I had so much like I, I really cut my teeth and and had a lot of fun doing live radio because I was part of the um, you know that I was on board for the early um startup of Scratch, the uh university radio station. Um yep. back when it started in a caravan um and then moved to the student union building, I think. And uh I was there for a bit and and just yeah, just I it's where I got the love of doing a certain type of radio which doesn't exist really anymore, which is a sort of a very tactile um and it's it's what i got to do when when i then subsequently 4 years later went on to work at um, rhubarb radio the community station that lasted for about 2 years limped along for for 18 months um was working with cdjs and you know like actual physical machines and faders and and you know getting getting all of that stuff right and and i really enjoyed that much more than just hitting a key or pressing a button on a touch screen like there's Mm. there's there's a real pleasure in that that thing of you know the cd sliding it in getting it pre-faded um getting it to the right position uh you know getting the right track queuing it up just right and then you know hitting the fader and and like that's all really really lovely and so much of that is automated now it doesn't doesn't oh sweet
0: summer child to hear you reminiscing about the uh the tactility of your cdjs goodness me i i had i had cartridges oh yeah uh, i had (laughs) i had tape to tape reels oh yeah no Um, you did it but i'm sure i had a turntable in the studio when i was doing radio (laughs) (laughs) oh so did we but it was it was just for the djs it was was amazing oh that's
1: nice (laughs) yeah we well when we started um the radio course this was year 2 we were i believe the first ones to be taught digital editing oh. um the year before and 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 obviously previous years to that had been all uh real to real, and which you know i'd done I, I i knew how to do it i'd done it before with the razor and 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 stuff because i'd you know i've always been into this and so i did it as work experience and stuff so i i knew all that stuff um or you know knew enough to sort of get back up to speed but yeah but by, by the time we started it was it was all it was all digital um and and uh you know that's i already came with a bit of knowledge because i happen to be using the same audio software that the uni used and we talked yeah. about this a few weeks ago yeah. um uh that wasn't the case with the, the video editing software i've never heard of this software since never heard anyone who uses it yep. never heard it up. mentioned <laughs> speed Razer.
0: speed Razer. Yeah. yeah 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 not a thing not a thing, not, not a, a thing. thing. You were probably one of the last groups that used Speed Racer because <laughs> um, there was a big partnership with a- um, Avid not long after. Ah, yes, that, that So, happens, um, yes. which is obviously um, uh, a, a name that's stuck around a bit longer than Speed Racer. A little bit. I might, um, I might try and find out what, what Speed Racer became or what became of it yeah. uh, later on at some point. I missed Speed Racer. It was being brought into much fanfare as I graduated.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and um yeah, I kind of knew enough to know that it wasn't a thing then. <laughs> I was and like I enjoyed mm, using it though.
1: I found it quite usable. Oh, I never used it. Yeah, no, I like I actually I got up to speed pretty quickly with it and I, I was I, I really like editing. Um and so <laughs> when I was at uni, I was a real hog for that for that stuff. And and sometimes people would have to ask me, Can I because uh, i'm being assessed on this too can i use the machine please I Have a turn. <laughs> yeah exactly can i have a go please um it on your computer yeah um because you know we we did the old vhs a little bit of um what they call offline is it offline editing can't remember the the the, the right way around but basically dealing with actual vhs tapes and editing mm. like in time oh. and so yeah scrubbing to the right point offline and, and, point. Offline
0: and online are, are different things but um uh you know you're you're talking of um well it's, it's it's the same language as as you use when you're talking about audio as well really it's analog or digital it's linear it's non-linear linear it was what i meant linear not, yeah, not yeah yeah because i
1: know i understand the the, the analog digital <clears> thing it was the linear that was the thing i meant
0: yeah yes. so 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 essentially essentially analog um and uh and linear you can pretty much hold as being as mean the same thing and uh uh, non-linear digital you can hold as being the same thing because with um in in analog video editing you essentially are dubbing from one tape to another that's it so you are you have to edit to tape the sequence that you want on the tape so uh if you have um six interviews on six on six tapes and you want them to run in sequence onto, uh, an, 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 onto an edit, you will get tape one and you will play it onto the edit. You will get tape two and you'll play it onto the edit. You'll get tape three, et cetera, et cetera. And you will have to do it in sequence. Um, and that's why it's called linear. Uh, the minute you move to digital, you have the ability to move your assets around until you do a render at the end to, to, put, to, to push it out, to take it from the timeline into a compiled file. And that's why digital and nonlinear are essentially essentially mean the same the same thing. Um I I'm not aware of whether or not there is a way of doing um a nonlinear edit in an analogue way. Um I don't know. And you could edit in a linear fashion using digital, but um that would be Creating a, a strange constraint on yourself a to do that
1: rod for your own back. I mean, technically, yeah. you could say that non-linear non-linear editing exists in an analog fashion um, in film and in audio because yes. you're you're splicing True. actual things and you don't have to sort of do them in real time uh, and you know you can you can
0: stitch them all together. Uh, you're absolutely then... correct, and I retract my previous statement because that was clearly how you did non-linear editing. In an analog <laughs> you, get, you you struggle to do it with tape, though. I think um, yes because tape is a is, is a is a different different beast yes um for for, for various reasons one thing you know, obviously with with film you can actually see the visual and then you can cut to that yeah um, uh, but the other thing is there's something called a control track through a videotape mm mm-hmm. um which has to be consistent and unbroken yes um and and that's that is what gives time codes and, and such things to to the video player which is and very it's what creates huge problems if people don't maintain the integrity of the control track during the edit? Everything goes
1: to poo. Yes, and it's it's the same. Uh, similar principles exist in in um, in digital as well. In that you have keyframes, and yes. if you don't have enough keyframes, then uh, you'll 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 see this whenever you play a file that may have fallen off the back of the internet. Is that when you start playing something and then you you seek to a position it depending on how well the file's encoded, it may take it may take a while for the video to catch up with the audio, because the audio moves straight away. But then the video, uh, you won't see uh, a change or you'll see a bunch of weird stuff and then suddenly it'll snap into place. And that's because keyframes, you know, you typically every second there is like a sync because of the way compression works, that you know, what what you're getting for, let's say, twenty-four out of twenty five frames is just mm. the difference between so, you know, it's it's so you start at frame 0, then frame 1, all that's encoded is just the difference between that frame and the previous frame. And so, if you don't have enough keyframes, then all your you have to sort of replay all of those differences and then video players won't so they'll just wait for the next keyframe. Um I think that's a I think that's an explanation of of keyframes.
0: Oh, it's, it seems, seems it seems fine. It? Seems fine. I'm sure. All, I'm sure all the millennials are going to be excited by listening to us um, <laughs> talk talking about when we had to use razors and oh. and exp- explaining the intricacies of videotapes to them. <laughs> <laughs> I actually quite quite enjoy linear editing. Um, yes, I do. I did because it <laughs> requires you to plan before you start mm. doing things. Um, and there are certain times under which having the uh, fully available box of toys and the ability to move everything in the timeline just, just makes faff. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe perhaps it doesn't, if you're a more disciplined person than me, <laughs> um, but actually sitting down and going, well, what, what are the, what are the resources I've got here? And what's the story I want to tell? Mm-hmm. I'm planning it all out and going, right. I'm going to have to do it and I'm going to have to get it right. It helps you get to the end of the edit much, much more, more quickly. Yes. Um, Which is which is good, and I think um, without wanting to sound too much like an old man, and this is something that I've I've said before in a variety of fora, it it is it is a shame, to some extent, that people coming up don't use some of those constraints or or aren't Mm. exposed to old craft skills Mm. have constraints because they help you to think about things in other ways, and I'm sure that there are ways in which young people coming up will find their own way to those things. Um, but I do think it could be helpful to to, to say to somebody, okay, here here's some pieces of video, and I want you to put them together, but you have to put them together in a sequence as you as you lay them down. So for want of a better word, I want you to dub this to a, to a tape um, so, so that you plan and you think. Um, there's something to be said about not knowing what's in your camera until you take your film and develop it. Yeah. in terms of the resilience that that builds into your practice on the shoot um, and um, the way in which you will make sure you've got material.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's also... I think it's, <coughs> it's, it's useful to know why things are the way they are and yeah. why some paradigms are the way they are. It's, it's the old joke of, oh, look, someone 3D printed a save icon. It's like that is it, it it means something and so the fact that uh in the in your audio editor or probably even your video editor um that there is a razor icon that means something it's not you know and and i think having that knowledge i think is useful because it it, it helps you understand paradigms but it also i i think there's an entire I've, I've had this conversation with with people before where um it was hard for someone to understand why building an app uh, for mobile wasn't as simple and easy as building it for the web in their terms, like mm-hmm. what they thought was simple and easy. And it's you know you sort of have to go well, and the and it wasn't a good response. But I I I kind of disliked the guy, and so I couldn't I didn't put the effort into really giving him that great a detailed response. And I basically just said well, that's software, like that's mm-hmm. how computers work. Um, you you know he was kind of entitled um, because he's been used to this very forgiving technology that was built for people who don't know how computers work or don't want to know and the fact is most things are built for people who know what the things do and the things mean and so you know if you're building an app yeah you actually have to position things in a certain way because you can't just go text the line left it, it doesn't work like that you actually have and it actually comes back to what you're saying about linear and non-linear editing and the planning that goes in into it you can't just shit a load of design ideas, you know, onto a thing and write some write some pseudo code, and there you go. You've got a you've got a page. You've actually got to think about control placement and uh, what that might look like when the device is is orientated in a different way, or it's a smaller device, or it's a tablet. Like you can't just get away with certain things that are given to you by forgiving technology. And I think and and i think part of that is is dinosaur thinking from from my perspective but i think there is there's some value to that some value to actually yeah. knowing how things be- became uh, how we begat them um yeah because I, yeah that entitlement uh does kind of like yeah um but I, I i am also aware that that is slightly dinosaur thinking it's like well you should have Come up in the you know the way we did and have the same knowledge and part of you is like well why if it's yeah. not relevant but I think there is a relevance to it somewhere.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. I, I i think I think I would be interested to sort of uh have someone who who hasn't done those things explain to me how they've how how they overcome and how how they work through those things because um, yeah they've 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 got all the power there. Um, and they must be they must be they must be finding a way through it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. can't
0: they can't just be sat there sort of dicking around with it endlessly. They must um they must have strategies to yes. to, to, to to cope with it. But um one of the things that's occurred to me as this has gone on is that I do know where my um where my longest standing website is. Oh, um, I, I, you you've unlocked that in my mind, so well done. <laughs> but I'm going to keep my powder dry on that because um, I did find a, a couple of other things. One of them is something that I've talked about. I, I don't know if it made it into the edit or not, uh, but something I talked about with the leopard guys, which is one of my oldest content con- contributions to the internet that I can find. Uh, yes, is my uh, <laughs> my input into the. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy website, which is arguably the prototype of Wikipedia. Yep. Um, uh, on the topic of Warsaw in Poland, um, my my actual words were written in. I'll put it in the, in the notes. Anyone? Yeah, this it's is October twenty fourth, nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Um, that's the uh, that's the oldest dated piece of internet content uh that, that i can find at the moment um so just bring it up so the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy earth edition was set was it set up by douglas adams yeah um were, it was it was owned by the bbc uh well i think it got i i read
1: because I, I remember reading up on this i think it got Mm, I think it got set up independently, and then got moved to the BBC, and then got moved out again when the company
0: dissolved, or something like that. Maybe I'm well, wrong. It was one of those things where, when the BBC was told to stop having nice things, yes, um, and they they gave this up, and then somebody did take it on, which was which is really 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 nice. Yeah. And it and it was like um, like Wikipedia, or indeed like uh, any wiki. Mm. It was a uh, kind of open to uh, to edit and submit. Um, attempt at writing a crowdsourced en- encyclopedia. Um, you couldn't just overwrite things the way that, um the way that you could on wikipedia you had to kind of like add suggestions and then somebody would come through and, and, and edit them in uh, um and uh i added to the um to the entry on warsaw i entered a, i i added a joke about warsaw and how you might confuse the two of them um and the link is in show notes for anyone who wants to see it but the nicest thing that anyone's ever said about that is when danny said i managed to get douglas adams's voice so that's yeah, nice absolutely yeah to to land my joke. It's, I did try and find um and I've been using the word content on the internet for a reason. <laughs> I did try and find some old um uh, uh news groups news group oh, entries wow. that I might have written, but I don't seem to be able to find uh anything on alt.tv.reddwarf uh, <laughs> that three dates when it was all moved over to Google groups.
1: I am I'm very very I'm I don't understand why I'm so bad at internet, um, and so bad at internet. Yeah, because I never used using it, and uh, like it might be partly because I didn't get the internet until 1999 at home. Um, mm. When I was using it at school, it was uh, I was on fan sites for Stressed Eric and um, oh, uh, 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 oh, what's it called? Hang on, hang on. Uh, it's a little bobbly, wobbly, squiggly dog. Uh, Rex the Runt. There you go. Uh, an oddman animation. Uh, very surreal,
0: strange, wonderful. Yeah, he's Rex the Runt. He's Rex the Runt. Yeah, I remember it now. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's not how it went, but that's yeah. that's
0: fine. Yeah. So, that's how it went, mate.
1: No, it's not how it went. Canonically. Um, yeah. <laughs> head canon. Um, Rex the Runt, Rex the Runt. It's time for all the doggy dialogue. And uh, so there were fan sites for for that kind of stuff, and Monty Python, and something else, and that's oh, oh and Faulty Towers. Like I used to download Windows themes, that that was a thing. Oh, yep. So that's how I spent my time. So my my internet time was interestingly enough spent consuming. And I did have a website. I had a website around ninety nine two thousand. Uh, which I can't remember the domain name of, which is why I can't even look it up on the Wayback Machine. Um, and it had some like thoughts and it had an idea of, of what might then have been called a blog. Um, and so I was making and consuming, but as is still very much the case with me, not I wasn't going to the other places. I wasn't going to the places and going, where are the other people who like the same things as me? I was just going to the websites that had the things. Hmm. And that's the same, like I never got into H2G2 because it never occurred to me that that would be a place to hang out. And that's why I miss out on a lot of stuff, because for whatever reason, I just, I don't, I'm not very good at hanging out and and I've never got on with forums. Um, And yeah, I don't know. That's like Twitter has, was a revelation for me because Twitter Mm -hmm. is exactly how I like to hang out, um, which is why I still stick with it, even though it's not good anymore, is that there isn't and, and Slack actually is the next closest thing. Um exactly. Oh, um
0: there, she is. Yeah, there <coughs> she is.
1: But uh you know, that's that's that. Um so yeah. Give me a so.
0: Give me a so. Uncle Marks on the phone, Oh, there we are. <laughs> uh no, um so the thing thing with the thing with newsgroups is It's probably um, just those couple of extra years that I've got Mm. on you. Um, So at school, I got a
1: couple more years on you, baby.
0: That's all. Yeah. At school, uh, we had um, we had an internet connection, Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't have any web browsers. Ah, (sighs) crucial. So yes. uh, the way that Which we accessed difference. the internet was was email and newsgroups. Those, yes. those were the those were the two first internet technologies that I used. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah. Yes, because it was it was all about the web. I mean, I I I used the web before I used email.
1: I and I still remember doing this. Someone told me their email address, so I just mm. typed it into a web browser. I didn't I, know how email works, so I just went. I'll just type. I'm sure this won't work, and obviously it didn't. Um, really? You know, I had a I had a friend who had a BBC email address, so I just typed her address into the into what we now call the internet, but into the the web browser, and of course it came yeah. up with a you know this page cannot be displayed. Um, so yeah, that's really interesting, and and that may explain my entry point to the internet was the
0: web, which is only yeah. a subset. Yeah. So, um, Very cool. so yeah, so that, that, that was, that was us on, on the internet until, mm-hmm. um, you go to some people's houses. Then they'd have, um, they, they had uh, windows 95 and, and a modem yes. and, My uh, we copy might, surf. Yeah. yeah, we might, we might do some, we, we might just do some surfing of the web. Yes. Um, so there's this, uh, there's this class that I do with the second years, uh, where I, I talk about history and, um, histories of the web and histories of the internet and i present it as my own personal um Mm. history and then i try and sort of situate that in things that were happening around me Mm -hmm. and i think one of the things that's really 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 funny is at the point where everybody was having meltdowns and there was huge moral panics about all the inappropriate content people were going to get on the internet um my experience of the internet was that um someone's dad's computer would be in their living room and it's like (laughs) not being funny but there's a limited amount of terrible material we're going to access in the public room of the house. Yes, um, it just kind of like it didn't it didn't all connect uh, yeah, up yeah. to that that narrative. Yes, the way that we were actually consuming the internet, it wasn't a solitary activity as well. It wasn't making us into kind of um, cyberpunk nerdy wells. Yeah, it was a it was an inherently social activity. Where you would get some crisps and some cans of Coke and go, oh, let's go on the web for an let's hour. Let's go look at
1: the let's go look at the web. Yeah,
0: let's go look at the things on the web. Isn't that yeah. fun? Uh, whereas actually, the media at the time was telling you that the internet was kind of all these kind of dodgy people in basements. Yep, um, and that, that's that was a really interesting um, uh, re- reflection. And then when you sort of when you explain all this stuff to the to to people who have grown up with it on their phones, they're just like, you are an alien it's yeah. quite fun it's
1: it's a lot of fun um <clears throat> i still remember being told about google um wow. being you know some, someone said you should try google um and and there was there was another website that he told me to use which no longer exists and that was a way of finding MP3s that had fallen off, off the internet uh, trucks. Um but yeah he said oh no if you want to search for things, you should try Google. Okay, alright. Um because I was I was you know, Yahoo um for, for the longest time. And maybe mm-hmm. MSN
0: anyway. Oh memory lane. So um the the, the website that yeah. I've remembered. Yes. Um it is um, my, my own website. Oh. It's been around in various forms since 2000.
1: Oh, that's ace.
0: Um, it's not really got anything to speak of on it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much, it very much got all pulled down and just a thing stuck on the front. Uh, but yeah, my, my domain name was registered for my final year project. Wow and uh, I just kept it and by then I'd kind of started using it for my email and so I had to keep kind of keep it yeah. going for that and over the over the years I've put various things on it either at the front or in subdirectories of it um, so this is this is, sort of is theplann yes Theplin. yes the, the <laughs> Uh yeah so i've've I've had uh, a presence on the web since since the year 2000 and it's still there so that's probably is my oldest website Wow and I can't believe I didn't think of it. I, th- I think <laughs> it's because I don't really think of it. It's it's just my email and a bucket and a calling card. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of like yeah, I, I, I stick stuff on there when I need some web space and um and 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 that's that. It needs to have something on it soon. And And, yeah. and it and it will do, but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't doing the job that it needed to do eighteen months ago. So I just kind of turned the taps off from what was there.
1: Yeah, so I, had,
0: moved- I had one of those blogs that people have.
1: <laughs> um, I've moved around the internet so much that um, I, I I haven't had that old home because I had, um, you know, I'd I used I I would use monikers for a bit and then I would get tired of those and move on to another one and I'm about to have a sneeze.
0: Well, I mean, Monica was probably the most annoying of the Friends anyway, so we all have to have opinions on Friends now, don't we? Oh God, yeah. Because it's back on TV after a hiatus of a week. <laughs> uh... Everyone's, everyone's got their takes on Friends now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> can we set some homework and bugger off so you can die in peace? Uh, yeah. Let's
1: do it. Okay. Um, so we met up yesterday in real life and we talked about... See, originally, this show was about us setting each other homework to try and make our lives better and achieve the goals that we wanted to achieve, uh, get further
0: along in things. Oh, God, I'm still... Are you listening. going to accuse us of having scope creep on our project? A little bit, a little okay. bit. Um, right. and well, I, who's, I think, who's the product owner? So. Oh, no, I mean, I you know, I,
1: it's, I bear at least 50% of the responsibility for that. Um, yeah. And so um, we actually have got some legit homework this week. Uh, which is relating to Beware of the Leopard, which is you know the show that. Oh, joy rate and review. Oh,
0: find us on iTunes, Beware oh. of podcasts. Oh. mate, oh. I don't know what happened. Um, I don't. Yeah, are you allergic um, to my cat? Yeah, that's what it is.
1: Oh dear. So, um, the 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 thing that we decided yesterday, John hit on this this lovely idea of using a merch store as uh, a, a a stealth um, SEO sort of entry point. Uh, and I think as long as we get the metadata right and we put the name of the podcast in all of the products and all that kind of stuff, we can possibly game the game the system a little bit uh and when people are searching for fan art to do with hitchhiker's Guide to the galaxy we will appear and we will make good fan art and that's the point we're gonna make good yeah. things good t-shirts good you know mouse mats maybe a big print there's a discussion of doing a uh
0: mouse mats.
1: Pangala- pangalactic gargle blaster um print or or something uh we've been having a chat off offline about that um and so for homework john is going to design a t-shirt of some stripe for the new store okay. and i am going to make up uh, not for the store but for our own <clears throat> marketing use our own deployment uh, i'm going to make a uh, set of body debit cards um, mm. which will allow you to debit uh, your molecules from where you're standing and go in credit in the podcast. Uh, yeah. And so uh, those are things that we're going to hand out um, and possibly give to a uh, convention we will see, but I'm going to get those designed and printed with uh, probably Moo. Happy days. Happy days. And uh, my my nose is, is rapidly filling up with goo. Yeah. So uh, should we get out of here?
0: Yeah, 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 cool.